Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome into Outkick the Show. I'm your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having fantastic Mondays wherever you may be across this great country or this great land. We have got a lot to dive into uh, right off the top. Joe Biden has hit 33% approval in a recent New York Times poll. 64% of Democrats don't want him to run, including 94% of Democratic voters under the age of 35. COVID vaccine is only 5% effective. Uh, Vaccine is in quotation marks. Novak Djokovic wins Wimbledon, not eligible for the U.S. Open. We will talk about that. Kamala Harris, Twitter and Elon. The Joe Biden Department of Justice is now investigating the PGA the same week that he is going over to Saudi Arabia for the Live Tour. We will discuss all of that. I want to start, however, also the Braves' big series against the New York Mets early in uh, the season, but the Braves are only a game and a half out. Your boy is a big Atlanta Braves fan, courtesy of his son. So we got Mets-Braves going on tonight. I'll be watching the game in Atlanta. I'll also, I believe, be on with Sean Hannity Uh, later in the evening for those of you who will be watching Fox News. But I want to start with Novak Djokovic winning Wimbledon uh, and not being eligible to play in the U.S. Open, which to his credit, John McEnroe teed off against. And I just want to make this as clear and easy for everyone out there to understand as possible. There should be no COVID restrictions whatsoever at this point in time, for any athlete playing any sport anywhere in the country, and I believe anywhere in the world. And the fact that we are not allowing Djokovic the opportunity to travel to America to play in the U.S. Open is an absolute mockery of science, and it is indefensible. As I mentioned a moment ago, We know, based on a recent study, we wrote about it at OutKick, you can go read the study yourself if you would like, that the initial two COVID shots provide 5% in uh, protection against infection from COVID. Let me repeat that. According to a recent study, the Moderna and Pfizer two-shot regime provides 5% protection against infection from COVID. Remember last year, at this time, they were still essentially trying to tell you that the COVID shot stopped you from getting COVID and also prevented the spread. That is not true. Right now, we are at 5% COVID efficacy. And overwhelmingly, for the initial two Pfizer and Moderna Uh, vaccines, vaccines. I'm calling them COVID shots because they're not vaccines. Even a booster, the third shot, only protects you at a 20% level. We are going to require 
Novak Djokovic or anyone else who is entering into this country, we are going to require them to get a shot that offers no protection virtually from the spread of COVID and no protection from getting COVID. We know this because virtually every Democrat politician on the planet, except for Joe Biden, has gotten four, five, six, whatever the number is now, shots. And what do they say? Like Chuck Schumer right now, Senate Majority Leader, whenever they test positive, I'm grateful for the COVID shot. That's what Dr. Fauci said when he tested positive. Uh, These things don't work. And they don't work very efficiently at all. If you want to get them, you are certainly within your rights to get them. But the fact that we had a Biden administration that tried to mandate these shots, the fact that we are not allowing players in sports like Novak Djokovic to come to this country is absolutely, in my opinion, indefensible. And so uh, I believe everybody should be able to come into this country. The vast majority of you do too. The joke, of course, is that Djokovic would be better off going down to the southern border and just walking across there where we don't actually require any sort of negative test in order to enter this country. So I asked the question. I said, Novak Djokovic won Wimbledon on Sunday. Isn't eligible to come to America to play in the U.S. Open because he hasn't gotten the COVID shot. Should he be able to play in the U.S. Open even though he hasn't gotten the COVID shot? 96% of you, nearly 20,000 of you have voted in my poll. Again, I'm not claiming that it's a perfect representation of, uh, of every poll out there. Far from it. But 96% of you are saying, yes, he should be able to play in the U.S. Open even though he hasn't gotten the COVID shot. 96%. Nearly 20,000 votes in. I'm not saying, again, that my audience is a perfect representation of the sports audience at large, but I bet the vast majority of sports fans do not believe that we should be banning him from playing in the U.S. Open over a shot that we know does not work very effectively or efficiently at all. COVID shot, Moderna, Pfizer, 5% effective according to a recent study. You can read about it on OutKick. 20% effective as it pertains to the booster. This is why... Many kids out there who are now eligible six years old to five years old. The data coming out from New York, I saw this story over the weekend, over 500,000 kids in New York City are between six months old and five years old. The newest group that can get the COVID shot. Only 11,000 of those kids, their parents have taken them to get the COVID shot. That's around a 2% rate. Alex Berenson was on with us last week on Clay and Buck. He said nationwide it's around 1% of eligible kids six months old to five years old. Parents are getting them the COVID shot. That's because people are now becoming aware that the COVID shot doesn't work and it provides limited protection, particularly for people who are otherwise young and healthy. In particular... Even if you get COVID, I saw this story. We've got it up at OutKick right now. The uh, one of the Tour de France bikers tested positive for COVID. They still allowed him to participate in the competition, and he went out and he won stage nine of the race. This is 
a high-level athlete tests positive for COVID, doesn't just participate in the Tour de France afterwards. He went and won the ninth stage, I believe it was, of the Tour de France. That story is up on OutKick. So they allowed him to compete, and COVID was so debilitating to him, being COVID positive, that he still won one of the most arduous and difficult physical athletic events that exists in the world, still won stage nine of the Tour de France even after having already uh, tested positive for COVID. No athlete anywhere should be restricted from playing based on COVID positivity. One of the New York Mets came out and said this. More power to him. I think more athletes need to come out and say it publicly. There should be no restrictions whatsoever for athlete eligibility or play based on COVID. The COVID shots don't protect athletes from getting or spreading COVID. We got to just start treating this like what it is for most healthy people, which is a minor cold and or a virus that most of them don't even know that they've had. And I say that as someone who has not gotten the COVID shot and has had COVID twice already. I had the alpha version and then I got the Omicron remix. There's all these new variants out there. I may get it for a third time. I'm not the greatest physical specimen on the planet. I had zero issues whatsoever with COVID. Uh, Joe Biden, 33% approval. 64% of Democrats don't want him to run. 94% of those under the age of 35. You saw his awful gaffes. He continues, he cannot read a teleprompter to me. And I am not a doctor. I am not an expert in analyzing dementia. But to me, it appears quite clear that every single day, every single month, and certainly every year, Joe Biden is cognitively declining even worse. And over the next 30 months of his presidency, things are going to continue to get worse and worse. I don't believe that Joe Biden is going to be physically able to run for president again in 2024. I expect in February or March of next year for Biden to announce that he will not pursue the 2024 Democrat nomination for president. Uh, and I've told you before, I think we're going to have an absolute Brook in the Republican side between essentially Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump. I don't think people are afraid of running against Trump. Uh, I don't know who's going to emerge on either side. But at this point, I do not believe that Joe Biden will be the nominee. This is now also being reflected in odds markets all over the country. I took a picture of this because I thought it was interesting. Offshore betting odds, Joe Biden is now no longer the favorite to be the Democrat nominee in 2024. The field is now minus 230 in one of these offshores. Joe Biden plus 170. So you can get Joe Biden now at nearly 2 to 1 to be the nominee for president in 2024. Everybody is running away from Biden. Uh, Sunday, New York Times had a front page story about essentially how he's no longer able to do the job. Also, the poll comes out the next day. They are effectively shoving Joe Biden out of the presidential race. And honestly, the only thing that is still holding Joe Biden up at all is the possibility that Donald Trump might run. If Trump announced that he was not running in 2024, 
I think almost immediately Joe Biden would also announce that he is not running. Biden and Trump are like two boxers standing in the center of the ring that are super tired from all the punches that they've thrown against each other. And they're the only two reasons, because they're leaning on each other, that one of them is not falling over right now. Hey, Clay Travis here. We'll be right back. But first, here's a word. Uh, Twitter has announced that they are going to sue Elon Musk on Friday afternoon. Elon Musk said as a result of bots and inaccurate data that had been represented to him, he will not be buying Twitter for $44 billion. That is $54.20 a share. Twitter stock has since fallen all the way down to, uh, as I look right now, it's at $33, down 10% on the day, $20 below the purchase price that Elon Musk had agreed to pay. Stock valuation, $25 billion, nearly $20 billion below what Elon Musk said he was going to pay. I am going to stick to the prediction that I made that I continue to believe is going to be the reality, which is I still think Elon Musk is going to buy Twitter. I may be wrong, but I think as a result of this litigation, which Twitter says it's going to file in Delaware, trying to force Elon Musk to buy the company, I think that they will agree to some form of reduced purchase price and that Elon Musk is going to end up purchasing Twitter for less than he initially agreed to, but still buys the company. That's my prediction. Uh, Otherwise, we're going to be engaging in a legal battle for the ages. Frankly, there aren't a lot of precedents for this where a Delaware court would essentially be, uh, Twitter would be asking for them to require the specific performance of Elon Musk buying the company for the purchase price he said he was going to buy it for. I do not believe that that is going to be the enforcement. I think these two parties will reach an agreement, $38, $40 a share, and Elon Musk will end up buying Twitter for substantially less than his initially agreed upon price of $54.20. That's my prediction. Lots of different directions this could go. Elon Musk could potentially get out with just paying a penalty, several billion dollars maybe, in order to walk away from the deal. There's also still the possibility that the $54 and $20 a share purchase price could be enforced. But my prediction is a reduced price, $38, $40 a share. That's what I would bet is going to end up being the story. Joe Biden, this story just came out in the last hour and a half or two. The Joe Biden... Department of Justice has announced that they are not not announced. I apologize. The Wall Street Journal broke the story that the Joe Biden Department of Justice is now investigating the PGA Tour for uh, antitrust violations as it pertains to the Live Tour. A little bit of background here for those of you who may not be big golf fans. What's going on is the Live Tour, which is owned by the Saudis, has begun to sign some of the top golfers in the world to play on their tour as opposed to the PGA Tour. Phil Mickelson, Brooks Koepka, uh, uh, you've got um, Dustin Johnson, you've got uh, Bryson DeChambeau. There are a bunch of golfers that took a substantial amount of guaranteed money to join the Live Tour and play there as opposed to on the PGA Tour. The PGA Tour has been attacking the Live Tour 
based on the idea that it's owned by the Saudis. Greg Norman is obviously the front-facing older uh, gentleman, former golfer, who is effectively helping to shepherd this, uh, this league's launch. And so, on the week that Joe Biden is preparing to travel to Saudi Arabia and beg Saudi Arabia to produce more oil, news breaks that the Biden Department of Justice is investigating the PGA. Maybe it's all just coincidental, but this feels like an olive branch to the Saudis to be investigating the PGA Tour for antitrust violations on the same week that Joe Biden is going to Saudi Arabia. Now, I am in favor of the Live Tour existing. I am pro-competition. All of you who have watched and listened to my shows know that we've talked about this a great deal. But it definitely feels somewhat suspect, at least to me, that this news would break on the week that Joe Biden is preparing to head to Saudi Arabia to beg for them to produce more oil and gas as we are dealing with nearly $5 a gallon gas prices. Uh, the, uh, the PGA, sorry, not the PGA, the AP had a story out over the weekend, by the way, saying that gas prices had plunged 19 cents a gallon uh, from $5 uh, and change, I think 503 down to 484 That 19 cents, I don't know that I would classify it as a plunge, but I thought it was very interesting uh, that that was the way they conveyed it in the AP story. Kamala Harris. So that story is ongoing. Again, I find the timing to be suspicious. I support individual athletes' abilities to go play for the Live Tour. I have no issue whatsoever with Saudi ownership of the Live Tour, uh, and I have no issue with players playing for the Saudis particularly in light of the fact that Joe Biden is going to go on bended knee begging for more oil there. Um, Also, Kamala Harris got asked about Roe v. Wade and continues to be a disaster anytime she is asked a question. I don't know how Kamala Harris is so bad at this, but it wasn't very long ago that everybody's theory was that Joe Biden was going to step down or announced that he wasn't going to run for another term and endorse Kamala Harris as his potential successor. Kamala Harris has been so bad that even though it appears quite clear that Joe Biden is dealing with cognitive impairment and unfortunately is aging even more rapidly than we might have feared at 79 years old, still with two and a half years of being president, I'm not rooting for it, I think it's unfortunate, But Kamala Harris is so bad that almost no one is talking about uh, the 25th Amendment, even though the 25th Amendment was always talked about as it pertained to uh, Donald Trump. Almost no one is discussing it as it pertains to Joe Biden because Kamala Harris is so bad, nobody wants her to be potentially taking over at all. Mets and Braves is going on this weekend. uh, Sorry, this week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Your boy is going to be watching that. I am excited to be a baseball fan once more. Thankfully, uh, I'm coming in as a fan based on my son being a big uh, fan. Game is on FS1 tonight. Braves minus 130 favorite. Uh, The Braves are only a game and a half out as the Atlanta Braves have been white hot. Max Freed going up against Max Scherzer. This is going to be an all-time battle. The battle of the Maxes 
uh, and it should be a lot of fun to see who is able to get the upper hand here. Scherzer on the year 5-1 and one with a 226 ERA. Uh, you've got Max Free 9-2 with a 252 ERA. Feels like an early preview of what might well be an October matchup and certainly a massive battle in the NL East. I cannot wait to see what ends up happening here. I am Clay Travis. I appreciate all of you. DBAP unless you need to SBAP. Go sign up for Clay and Buck. Help us set an all-time record in July. Can't wait to see what all might transpire this week. It's going to be a fun one. Can't wait to see what's going to happen in Mets and Braves. This has been Outkick the Show. Thanks for hanging with us. See you tomorrow.